0: about watching that television Mm? show I taped yesterday.
1: Wow, hello, it's my cousin Manny. How's it going? It's been so long since we've seen each other, since we are cousins, and don't see each other often. Hey, cousin, you're looking pretty hot today. Oh, wow. You, you know, when you say that, you almost get me, think that, you get me thinking that you're jealous, even though we're cousins, and we shouldn't be, like, you know, cocking anyone close to you or anything. Who's that guy over there? That's just in the corner. That's the that scene with Rage. Do you know him? Uh, don't worry about him. He's just a friend. Okay, let's let's make out, cousin. Not a, just in a cousinly way, not like in a weird way or anything.
2: Uh this is this is a long <laughs> bit. Uh,
1: Why uh, all all uh, uh, all my bits appear to be about us making out with each other? It's really just where the comedy route goes to. Each is, is is
2: that the law though? Like it's not like kissing cousins. It's like cucking cousins,
1: right? Like <laughs> I love I love cucking cousins. That's uh, my new ska band name. Welcome to another episode of Do You Remember Robotech? The number one podcast where we remember Ken Sato and talk about cousins being a little bit kissy-wissy with with each other, you know? And if you're out there and you're thinking, wow, I have a cousin, that's cool. I hope you have a normal relationship with them. It's not weird. Uh,
2: I think I have like 65 cousins.
1: How would you rank them from like most attractive least attractive
2: uh i think they would all be uh, across the board and even one out of 10 ooh rough that's that's almost too
1: mean you know?
2: just, that, no that's just just because of the, of the rank of cousin that they hold
1: oh, okay you know, I that, see.
2: that's that's you know a universal equalizer
1: yeah a lot of good stuff this episode we are going to cover uh, i'm excited how how are you doing man let's let's do a little just open feelings. Um, how do you feel about my new beautiful voice with that microphone you got me?
2: Uh, you sound... Uh, <coughs> uh, excuse me. I was, <laughs> I was allergic to a, a voice here. You sound great. Yeah, totally. Uh, I'm not lying at all. Fantastic.
1: Great voice. You're the one who, the one who bought me this. If you're... Having yeah, a I, I, uh,
2: look, look. I can, buy, I can provide the microphone. I cannot fix the voice.
1: Oh, <laughs> <sighs> well... I'm really excited to have it. I'm a professional podcaster now. It's got LED lights and a pop filter, so I will maybe have to edit out some of my uh, annoying lip pops less we, often.
2: We in the business, we call it RGB lighting, not
1: LED lights. You know, that's just, just a pro oh. there. Sorry, I'll get better. I will. Today, uh, we're covering episode 16. That's not uh, true. 15. Episode 15. 15. I'll get a little ahead of myself, Macross, and Robotech. Man, what have you been uh, doing with your free time? What have you been watching, playing? What's what's up? Uh,
2: I've been roped into playing uh, uh, two games. Two games that I've been playing a lot. Two video games, to be precise. Uh, A game called Lethal Company. It's been going around. Some sort of meme game, apparently. Meme. M-E-M-E. I've seen it. Yes. Okay. Uh yes, it is. It is majorly okay. A lot of okay. Uh I I played a nine hour session of that game. By the end, I was ready to die. <laughs>
1: nine hours? Yes. I don't think we've ever hung out for nine hours. No, um, not even when you were here. Not no, even when you I visited. Don't, I don't. I, yeah,
2: I think that's that's a lot. Uh, we might have watched like Gundam: No Low for like nine hours.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's, true. Felt like it. that's true. That's it, it, true. Altogether, at least certainly. Um, I mean, what what do you do? You like it if, if you played enough for nine hours? I guess. Uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to tell the gang, but
2: I kind of don't like it. Oh no! I I kind of don't like it too much, but you know, it's it's just you know one of those like oh let's do another run, and three hours later
1: oh let's do another run. No. <laughs> How's it compared to Gears of War two?
2: I think Gears of War 2 is a better game. Wow. Uh, there's sure there's, there's less walk and talk in Gears of War 2.
1: Yeah, I mean, at least they don't slow you down in Lethal Company when you do the walk and talk.
2: Yes, also also Lethal Company, it, it is a game that
1: hates the player. It hates you. You, specifically. I was looking up some of the rules for monsters in that game and that they all seem rather annoying and arduous. Uh, yes,
2: the only one that's good is is the... The one that steals back the loot, because it just kind of, you know, pitter-patters away with the loot. It doesn't even hurt you.
1: That's fun. I like that. All right. I've been, I've, I have finished my quest to prepare for Final Fantasy VII Remake. I have finished uh, the compilation. And the uh, last thing... Oh, go ahead. Judge me first before I go into it.
2: Well, I was just going to say, that is not a quest. That is like a self-imposed torture that you're going through.
1: It's a pentiment. Uh, it it is
2: just go keep going keep going i'm not gonna
1: i find i finished the last piece of the puzzle which was uh the second book i read which was on the way to a smile which is a prequel book to the events before the movie so the thing about the movie i think you've seen at event children right I, I saw like
2: an imported japanese version of it that didn't have any subtitles that's good like 2005
1: or whatever. That is an ideal way to watch that movie, maybe. But Advent Children is a movie that does, uh, you know, reverses a lot of the stuff about Final Fantasy VII character and story wise, just so that they have a reason to continue to be there in ways that are frustrating and annoying. But, but luckily, the good thing about that movie is that it is not actually focusing too much on those ideas, because it is instead treating you to many, many, many huge 3D anime fights that are usually all pretty kick ass. All the way to a smile is the complete opposite of that, where it's only like laser pointed focus on the terrible, terrible sequel ideas that are present in Avent Children. Uh, Every character being sad and regressing and not in like interesting or or fun ways, Uh, just being like really out out of character, nothing fun or exciting happening. It's dreadful. There's literally one bit I liked. I I think I described this to you privately, but one of the characters that's revealed their dad builds them an escape hatch. To make fun of them because when they were a kid, they're like, Daddy, Daddy, can I why don't you have an escape hatch? He's like, Ha oh, ha, son, you idiot. I'm going to build a one, but I'm going to put a little button on it with L for loser. So when you hit it, you'll know you're a loser. And he does. He does. He builds it. And the son hits it, you know, thirty years later and he falls down a hatch and he breaks his ribs, hitting the wall. And then on the ceiling there's a giant L for loser written there. That oh,
2: that's dad. good.
1: But at least he escaped. Yeah. Yeah, at least he's good. He, he was in, like stuck in the room for like five hours. He's he got to figure out the keypad. Oh, five hours—that's nothing. I have played nine hours of Lethal Company. Come on, that sounds scary. <laughs> uh, so here's here's my definitive ranking of Final Fantasy VII compilation. Uh, I'm not going to include Final Fantasy VII in it because it's technically not, but it, it's at the top pretty easily. Uh, so so number one, the kids are all right. A Turk side story. Number one. Number two, Advent Children.
0: Number three, Dirge of Cerberus. Number four, Crisis Core. Number
1: five, On the Way to Smile. Hello, this is editing Shane from the future. I have come because this fool past Shane has forgotten the most important product of all. The Japanese exclusive mobile phone, like before they had smartphone, mobile phone video game, Before Crisis. I forgot. I forgot to say it, even though I care probably very strongly about it compared to anyone else in, I don't know, the world. I'm sure there's a few other people who care about Before Crisis more than me, but I care about it a little bit, which is more than anyone really should. Uh, Anyway, new ranking. The Kids Are All Right, Advent Children, Dirge of Cerberus, Before Crisis crisis core than the bad one all on the way to a smile on the way to a frown more like uh, also you'll notice I sound kind of bad here sorry not here as an editing hopefully but here as in the rest of the episode that's because my mic sounds um, well that's because I'm too far away from my mic please forgive past me he, he does not know what he's doing he's a little fool I, I, I laugh at him as you should this is going on for a while. Um, I hope you enjoy this time just between us. We don't really me and me and you editing Shane and you, the audience. We don't get to hang out a lot, but I really do appreciate it. Okay, well, I, I hope I hope to see you soon. Bye. I love you. That's my ranking. Uh, that's, that's that's too much Final Fantasy no, Seven.
2: <laughs> nobody should well, still have to suffer through that.
1: I'm about to play the remake, and I'll get even more Final Fantasy Seven for you. Oh boy. Yeah, they they include they include, like characters from the novels in that game, like multiple ones. Is that funny?
2: I mean, at that I, like at a certain point, it's just self indulgence, isn't it? Like, just like let's let's just bring all our shitty cinematic universe canon <laughs> together. This is our Avengers thing.
1: It's like everyone is here, but instead of like Link, it's just the uh, the girlfriend of the guy from On the Way to a Smile. Another uh, uh, fucker from uh, Turks. Uh, the kids are all right. The, the kids are all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't think, I don't think there's any, there's like not really any characters in all the way to a smile that are new. I, I think it's like one dude really, but uh, it, it's mostly just like nonsense. Uh, that doesn't mean anything.
2: Oh, it's mostly nonsense, huh? Final Fantasy. No, just just that thing. Final Fantasy is not nonsense. It's uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's pretty pretty simple actually. Uh huh. Yeah, good stuff. You know, it it, it it could be
1: nonsense and simple. They're not. They're not. That's you know. Kingdom. No, Kingdom Hearts is not really even simple. I think. Well, no, it, it's no Kingdom Hearts is nonsense and simple. I think that's fair. Simple and clean, you might say. Uh, okay, and that's the groan of enjoyment. Let's move on to Manny's segment. What's it called this time, Manny? Uh Manny's. uh, uh Kensado Memorial.
2: I, I have no idea who Ken Sato is. You if, liar! If I do, if I'm you pretending not to, you piece of
1: shit liar!
2: Uh, what Ken? Who Ken? Like, like from Street Fighter? Is that what we're talking about? Ken the Eagle? He
1: is, I guess, actually not dead. He's still alive on the macros. Now he's our, he's,
2: our, out, he's out there celebrating. He's having a they're having a hoedown. He's the one in that in that uh, in that mascot costume in the in the party they're having. All right. Anyway, Manny's voice actor section. <laughs> this podcast, we're talking about the voice actor for uh, uh, what do I want to call him? Kissing the Cousin, Kaifun? cousin.
1: yeah, the coxswain.
2: Uh, I, I think Kissing Cousin Kaifun that works,
1: okay, that's fine,
2: that works, right? Uh, he is voiced by uh, uh, Hirotaka You like that? You yeah, like that? I do. Do you, you want me to say it right? Hirotaka Suzuki, I like that too. Okay, well, he I, you know, uh, he was born in uh, March 6th, 1950. He made his debut in 1972 in a little anime called Devil Man. Have you heard of that?
1: The original, like, 1970s one? Yeah. Wow. I For uh, some reason, I've seen every single episode of that show. Uh, well, then I you've heard his it. voice
2: before. Uh, uh, is he? He, he is a monster of the week, I think, called, like, uh, Dubloy, I think, something like that.
1: Yeah, I couldn't name a single one of those. Like that, that show's not very good. Great opening, uh, truly that's fantastic a, opening. Yeah, one of the best, maybe like all timers if you ask me. Especially from that era, mm-hmm. I think it's it's amazing. Uh, and you know, quick tangent. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I think the Devil Man Cry Baby version of that song sucks. Uh, I can't quite remember
2: they used it like somewhere in the like the middle of the show, right? Not in the opening,
1: yeah, right? Yeah, they, they, it's like a dance remix. It's fucking garbage. I'm not. I, I feel bad having music opinions because I'm not very musically inclined, but I can say with confidence that one. Didn't mm. they do something
2: similar for the Cutie Honey Universe anime?
1: Where they, they I don't included
2: know. the the classic cutie honey song, like somewhere in the middle of the anime and kinda like butchered it. I can't quite remember, but I remember it wasn't there. And it's not it's not yeah. the version you want to hear.
1: Cutie Honey is like even like more powerful version of the Devilman thing because like you know Devilman I don't like the anime in the 70s, I think it's shit I don't know why I watched it but I, I do like the original quite a bit I like like the original uh, comic to be clear I think that that fucking rocks it's really good and the uh, I like Cry Baby a lot too um, Cutie Honey I like the opening song I every single thing that I've ever seen like as a media property for Cutie Honey I think like blows uh i think
2: there's like a a uh re cutie honey that, that I like was fun
1: anime and then that's it the the four part one i think i think re cutie honey I like episode one of that is good uh it just falls off uh yeah that i mean
2: episode one is what you want that's that you get pretty much everything you need out of that uh yeah. also i like the the cop lady in the in the live action cutie honey movie
1: yeah yeah, she, yeah she's, the- she's good I wish I liked that movie more. You know, it's like, it's like for me, like that sort of thing they're doing. But uh, yeah, the, that, that Cobb lady is the only good part of that movie. That's it. The uh, uh, one, one last key thing that's just on, on in my tongue here. It's really funny. Cause I, I think cutie honey sucks, but on the other hand, it is really funny. Anytime. Like I see someone doing a cutie honey bit, like in an unrelated show, I pop for it. Like it's sentai.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's a good
1: bit even in um, the show. Right. Like, right. I'm uh sometimes right.
2: I'm a nurse, sometimes I'm a Robotech uh, badboy pilot, <laughs> sometimes I'm cutie honey.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's funny. Basically, only get outside the show though. Anyway, please, please continue. I'll, I'll I'll tangent less. Let's see.
2: Uh, other other stuff that Suzuki has been in is uh uh some one of the protagonists in Saint Seiya. I have no interest in Saint Seiya. Do you know anything about Saint Seiya? Yeah, I've seen like
1: forty episodes.
2: Like I feel like a, as a as a as a Mexican, I should know more about Sensei. Like uh we we apparently love that stuff. Like uh in Spanish we call it I think uh, Los Caballeros del Zodiaco. Like Zodiac, Zodiac, yeah. yeah. Uh but no, I got no interest in that. I think it was just like slightly before my time. Missed it. Missed it.
1: Yeah, I mean I like it okay. It's uh, i've not have been in the rush to watch any more of it anytime soon i'll probably get to it I, i'm enjoying bleach far more of uh, anything which is probably deeply insulting to someone out there um there apparently it's a really shit live action movie they made of that recently
2: uh i think suzuki had a, a small bit part in bleach too but
1: i i mm-hmm. didn't i didn't write that down
2: it's a small yeah. character
1: wait, 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 uh, is he sorry is he a big guy in is like one of the four guys yes he's one of
2: he's one of the four guys dragon Shinra
1: uh is he okay so there's the main character there's like the, the he's the one that wears one. like the silver armor i think uh that's they all wear the silver armor do they i don't know yeah. anything about it. I don't the know whole about like it. the whole power set is that like they all like they start with a bronze armor then they level up to the silver armor okay and they no like
2: gold. Uh, see i thought it was a thing like like ronin warriors where they each have like a power rangers color
1: they kind of do but it's not like uh i think it's like a side color like the main uh, thing is that it's silver
2: Moving on, he yeah. uh he also is uh you might know this character Tien Shinhan from Dragon Ball Z. He
1: makes or a triangle.
2: Dragon, all Dragon Balls actually. Dragon Ball, Ball GT, that's him. Yeah. Uh not Dragon Ball Super, I'm afraid. No, not him. He's uh, a monk. Uh yes. He does he does the tri beam and it, le- it leaves a square thing on the ground. That's the power. Uh he is the the Japanese Star Scream from old Transformers.
1: Hell yeah. That's good. So, um, it can't be can't be the original English, you know.
2: But no, you, you can't be that. But but he's got a great voice. Like uh, as soon as he come, came up in this episode, I was like, oh, that's my boy.
1: I know this guy. Are you are you a Star Screen voice respecter? I' i was surprised to hear you not try to own me just then uh, about giving compliments to Transformers. Uh,
2: you know, I I think that the Star Screen voice has a place in culture in popular right. culture.
1: On, so even even a Transformers hater like you, I think, can see the the truth and honesty in that statement. Yes, it does. Yeah, uh, as a
2: Transformers hater,
1: yeah. Have you ever seen the the bit where he's like, um, like the clip where Megatron is is yelling at him, and, and Megatron is like, you, "You you either try to betray me, or you're stupid." And then Starscream just goes,
0: "I'm stupid. I'm stupid."
1: Oh, uh, it's so <laughs> fucking funny. I'll, I'll put that that clip in there.
0: You are either lying, or you're stupid. I'm stupid. I'm stupid.
1: Makes me laugh every time.
2: Sounds like a good bit. Uh, it's good. He is uh, Kuno from uh, Rama One Half. He sure. uh, uh, really, I, I am a big fan of Kuno. He's just a lovable dumbass uh, walking around with his wooden wooden sword, trying to ch- trying to challenge everybody. Getting his ass beat every single time. Love it. Love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he's uh Giovanni from Pokemon. I think that's like one of the main bad guys. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the
1: leader of Team Rocket.
2: Okay. See, so yeah, he's the leader of Team Rocket. That's a big get, right? That's a that's a part. Sure. Yeah. Uh, now, 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 for a real part, he is Frodo Baggins in the 1978 animated Lord of
1: the Rings movie. Dope. Cool that the Bakshi one? Uh, yes. I I've only seen one Bakshi movie, which is. I cannot actually say it because it's a, it's a racial slur, uh, but think, it was very good. Yes, I think, yeah. Uh, I have
2: one here. It's a part that I'm going to skip over because you're going to get to it pretty soon.
1: I thought you were going to say it because it had a racial slur in it, too. No, no,
2: no racial slurs. Oh, wow. Uh, he is also uh, Misa's old uh, boyfriend from the Bye Bye Mars episode. He played him there.
0: Oh. He's Remember probably that? alive, so yeah,
1: uh, weird. He hasn't shown up yet on Earth. He's definitely alive somewhere. Totally,
2: totally for sure, right?
1: he will be fine. Next episode Claudia, Claudia uh, from from the comic book. Wait, was that from the comic books or the, the show? She said that. Uh <laughs> okay, I just, wires crossed. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. No, no, she, no. no anyway. I think I think it's when she apologizes in the comic book. I think she says that, that he's he's probably still alive. Well, she's wrong.
2: Okay. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, uh, Misa Lisa, but you're wrong, homegirl. Are you ready for this big part? This is the best yeah, part. Hit me. Uh, he is Bright Noah from Mobile Suit Gundam.
1: Whoa, he's a cop. That's cool.
2: He's a he's a big old space cop,
1: space daddy space cop. Do you think maybe he would treat Mirai better if she were his cousin? Oh man, like she, <laughs> she he like he would
2: have been down, like he would have picked her up uh, before Axis hit, the, hit her.
1: <laughs> he oh. would have like given her a call to let her know. Uh you know certain various characters have died now,
2: unfortunately, we lost Suzuki in two thousand and six to uh, lung cancer Damn. uh his very last role was the third zeta compilation movie
0: yeah, as good. as
1: bright yeah so, yeah figured good yeah, yeah, good way to go out uh, yeah, shout outs shouts to king he uh they they
2: re- reuse his voice clips from for video games a lot, so like he's also in like a bunch of those like uh uh, ace robot things another centuries things you know what I'm talking about a little yeah, bit yeah and, and and some of the super robot wars games like they just reuse his voice clips from previous games Huh. so you know his stuff was still coming out like in like 2018 2019 stuff like that
1: well that's something SAG-AFTRA has um, said is okay now I guess I know, I know they don't actually do Japanese stuff there, but uh, I was making a point about the, the, the new AI. That, have you heard about that, the Zaiafter AI stuff? Uh, I've, I've heard that there is some stuff, but I don't know what it is exactly. Uh, you know, long, long story short, uh, the AI protections they have are very bad. And people are pretty upset at them for, uh, for doing that.
0: Mm.
2: Well, you know, this isn't exactly AI stuff. It's just using
1: real, like reusing old voice clips. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's, I don't know. It, it still feels weird to me. Like in the, I think the rise of Skywalker movie where they kind of was like it around. Um, yeah. Like fake uh, princess Leia. Yeah. Like Carrie, Carrie Fisher's corpse on the screen there. I think yeah. that is a little weird. Uh, what about
2: the, the, the youngified version of her in, in uh, that other movie, you know, the one where they all died. Spoilers. Rogue one. Uh, Rogue one. Yeah. I don't think like, she's in that. Oh, yeah. She's like at the end. Like they use like a fake CGI, like young version, like from the original Star Wars movie. Oh, huh. right at the end. She's like she's like loading a floppy disk into R2 or something.
1: Really? Yeah. That, that wouldn't make sense for the time period that movie ends in. But OK, if you say so.
2: No, like it literally ends like five minutes before the first movie
1: starts. OK. All right. Um, I don't remember it all. I mean I, I think like even like the stuff where Mark Hamill agrees to be youngified, like it, you know he consented to that, but I I think that's like shit. I don't like it. Just just please get, I'm begging you get people to recast characters. It's fine. It's okay. We'll we'll live. We get over it, all right? Yeah. Just just
2: say, hey, I'm like have a little name tag. It says I'm Princess Leia. We'll, yeah. we'll be fine. Next segment. It's standing ovation. Alright, let's see how you uh let's see how you worm your way into some sort of you know relevance to this episode?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you didn't mention it, but we we talked prior to the episode. Uh, one of the other roles he played was uh, he was Kakuin in uh, the OVA for Part Three for Ginger's Bizarre Adventure. So I thought about putting his stand in here, but uh, you know, um, that, that's that's a bit lazy. Um, and and I'm not super in love with. Oh, I think yeah, It's okay. Anyway, we're uh, I chose a different one. I chose a whole different one. It's going to be surprising to you. Do you have it pulled up? I do not God, damn it, you do this every time <laughs> my hot cousin would never have done this.
2: let me refresh the page here okay i'm in I'm in the episode what what do we look uh, are I'm in the standing innovation page,
1: okay, scroll down for the images, please, okay, all right, so this is Adam Hart, father, uh of course, audience, you have permission to look at these images too um describe what you see in the first image please uh i see an old man
2: sticking out from a polaroid that's floating in midair yeah and he's holding a a like a spear kind of but he's holding it like a pool cue
1: almost it's an arrow uh, that's yeah. a very long arrow like uh, that
0: thing.
1: yeah it's it's iconic so I'll i'll tell you this the arrow unrelated to his stand uh that is in fact it it is though a stand arrow basically you you poke it into someone, it either kills them or gives them a stand. it gives them a stand or this stand, a stand okay like all stands are individual uh, based on the sort of person you are, basically it's like it's a psychic thing so uh-huh. if they have like enough willpower to get a stand and not die, then then that'll happen
2: uh so this old man is the stand user.
1: Yes, this old man is the stand user, and he is—he's using his stand in this this photograph, okay. uh, and then, well, in, in this picture, but he's, he's in a photograph. Uh, so the the bottom photo I included. Uh, so this these are three other characters who are undergoing one of the effects of his stand. So I kind of—I want you to see you can kind of put two and two together and see what's happening there. And describe describe what's happening in the bottom picture. Okay,
2: okay, so there's a little poor kid here. Uh his arms seem to be cut off, but they're but at the point they're cut off, they're they seem to be sticking out from somewhere else further ahead of him. Uh so I'm, I'm assuming it's some sort of portal power. Hmm. Uh maybe uh maybe he he separates you from, from your arms to keep you from I don't know, grabbing him or something? I don't know. To, to interrupt you.
1: That is incorrect. Uh, so this is uh, Adam Hart's Adam Hart, father. He's, in fact, the, the father of uh, the main villain of the, the show. Pretty is good. the main
2: He's villain of the show named Adam Hart?
1: No. Uh, so, uh, I think Adam Hart, father is a Pink Floyd song. Okay. So that's the, the music reference. Uh, his ability is supernatural photography. So he is bound to a Polaroid camera which takes pictures that have, like, a bunch of, like, weird special effects. Um, so first of all, um, he, he's a ghost. He's dead. And he only exists inside the pictures that the cameras takes. And then he can uh, move inside of the pictures as well. Uh, the pictures that he can also, like, float around with them, which is what he's doing in that picture. Uh, he can um, interact with objects inside the photos and I, I think, like move in between different ones. So, like, he can, like, call, like, if there's a phone in the picture, he can, like, call you on the phone. Like, it'll work like that. Uh, so, what, uh, so, additionally, if he takes a picture of you, and he, like, he like goes in the picture and he stabs, like, that picture of you, you'll be stabbed in real life. So, and, like, for example, uh, a knife will come out of nowhere and, like, stab you in your throat if he stabs it there. Uh, additionally, what he can do is that, uh, so, what, what's happening in this photo is actually, so, he is uh, taking a picture of kind of, like, the middle of the room. And so the little kid he's trying to go into it, but the uh but he is like blocked off it, it, it it's like uh, it becomes an area which you can't interact with, and then conversely, the people inside of it can't leave because they're in the confines of the photo. Does that make sense?
2: uh yes, I'm following <laughs> you i like i know i I understand what you're saying <laughs> yeah uh. Man, JoJo powers are so fucking lame, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, this is the cool one. It's like a dad. It's a, it's a fun fight.
2: Uh, I'm not gonna say it's not. I'm
1: just, oh man. I take it not a very positive reflection of of this power. Uh no, not not too
2: much. No, like 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 it's just like like the the author of JoJo is like just finding like the most weird obtuse things that he can, like, like wrangle into some sort of storyline. That's what yeah, it feels cool. like to
0: me.
1: That's and cool. I, I
2: uh, That does not fit my definition of cool, but I'm not going to stop you from enjoying it.
1: Thank, thank you. I think there was a fun little Iraqi thing. Uh, apparently, the, the stand's base is rooted in superstitions of photography capable of capturing the forms and images of ghosts, which, you know, stuff like Fatal Frame is, like, kind of doing a similar thing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently Iraqi came to the idea when thinking of uh, ha- having a haunted photograph as a stand would be interesting. Uh, Manny said that is not interesting.
2: Uh, no, I, I disagree with uh,
0: Mr. Rocky.
1: Do you at least like the idea of like an old guy floating around
0: on a little photo? That's a, that's a very weird question to ask. <laughs> uh, like just in general, the
2: concept of a weird old guy floating around in a photo. Yeah, mm. uh, I, I will say that it is a novel concept. That's that's the most you are gonna get out of me. but yeah. better take what and you can get.
1: Did Did you uh, think of why I chose this one for these episodes? Uh,
2: no, I can't think of any, any anything. It's because of dads. Me.
1: It's it's dads. He's he's a dad. He's like an evil dad. And this episode has uh, multiple dads, and at one very evil, one uh, neutral. Dad, one uh, neutral dad, maybe good. Are you, are you talking about? Yeah, le, le, I mean Lisa's dad and Minnie's dad Let's show yeah. up. Very important. Hello, dads. Yeah. All right. You sound less impressed about the link here. I should. I should have gone. We. I mean, we can go back. We can do uh, the other one. We can do Catcoyin's green green hair fan now. Just do no, another no, stand.
2: We, no, we've done. We've done the stand. We okay. Uh, uh, like, like, look, look. It's just like <laughs>
1: you know, take
2: your lumps, kid. Come on.
1: His his suck. He, he shoots crystals. That's all he does. Anyway, uh, anyway, yeah, let's move on. Good standing ovation segment. We're finished and we're ready to move on to this episode. How do you feel about this episode? Before before we get it, just a one word response: good or bad or uh, another word. Uh, I, my word would be yeah. Okay, like in the Wii U uh, or you know, the Miiverse that Weaver's thing. You just yeah something. Is it yeah? Was it yeah? You can just yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. Or was it yes? Is, is it yeah? I'm pretty sure it was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good conversation at a context. <laughs> All right, so we're going to um, have me read your summary first. So episode 15, China, blank town. Hey, it's me editing Shane again. Sorry, I just could not resist. I'm here again. I thought we had something special. Saw you cross the bar okay Uh, anyway um for this segment it's a little bit hard to understand in parts partly because of my my quality and partly because of my natural inability to say words so for the full powerful humor of this segment uh, i recommend going into the show notes where i'll have many summary and you can read along like one of those read-along books except bad thank you Captain Global and Misa are off to HQ for a big debrief. So that means we get a temp captain, and he's playing all the hits, folks. Bumping his head on the door, getting a no smoking by Shami. A real crowd pleaser, this guy. Anyway, Claudia is off duty now, and I hope that Fokker survives whatever it is she's going to do to him. Stay strong, brother. Uh, banging is uh, the implication there, not like murdering. If you've no, forgotten, look, yeah. You're watching Non this-
2: stop banging. A lot of banging. <laughs>
1: Outside the Macross, there's a party going on. Blue Wing Gang, more like getting shit-faced drunk gang. What's this? It's mid-May's entrance music. The ocean of adoring fans, parts to make way for their celebrity queen, making her way to sweet jet piloted... Did I did I say that right? To a wonder... sweet jet
2: uh, piloted... Oh, pilot.
1: okay. Uh, so I did say it right, you just didn't write it right. Uh, yes,
2: yes. Just blame me. I
1: think <laughs> uh making her way to a sweet jet piloted by her friend hikaru he's gonna be a pal and give her a ride to her home in yokohama they share a nice flight together and almost a cute moment until she just conks out uh did you out. Catch that? <laughs> like
2: like when her car showed up it played an instrumental version of my boyfriend Is a pilot
1: yeah yeah i don't know about like catching it's not like a an
2: easter egg oh uh, that was that's i just imagine that's like her entrance music whenever she shows up anywhere
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's, that's funny it just plays um not as good as our entrance music global and misa having a chat about a giant cannon that will probably show up in a few episodes now you you really wrote this one uh, without an editor huh oh global. yeah <laughs> they also talk about misa's dad but he sucks so let's not mention the humanizing anecdote global shares i don't know if that i would describe the anecdote as humanizing
2: look he he went he went and uh procured some food for his men because the, the the upper brass at the time wasn't giving him wasn't giving him anything
1: this to me seemed like one of those japanese like uh nationalistic military coups that they did like over and over again like were that one segment on mobile suit breakdown that was about this
2: uh yes except that those were like about overthrowing the government and this was about getting his men food because they weren't having okay. any food
1: but I bet when they were overthrowing the government, like they all said they had good reasons for it. Like, who's to say this wasn't like his own attempt at a coup that he just like gave a pretty thing to? Well, I mean, Hikaru. now it's
2: in charge. So you, you, you may be right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hikaru in, oh, wait, did I, uh, oh, I missed a thing. Uh, they start giving their report to the big on the big screens. And boy, the brass doesn't seem to be picking up on the severity of the situation. Hikaru and Minmei have arrived Yokohama's Chinatown. Mom Minmei is so glad her daughter didn't die in the Unification Wars. What a weird thing to say. Dad Minmei is being hella weird, forbidding his daughter from being a quote-unquote comfort woman for soldiers. Instead, he offers his daughter to Hikaru. Good going, Dad Minmei. You just made it awkward for everyone now. In episode 15 of Macross, Hikaru gets friends on for the 15th time. Well, Minmei may not love you, but we do, little buddy. We don't. Anyway, down the stairs comes this beautiful motherfucker named Kaifun Minmei, and he's Lin Mei's huskin, like husband and cousin together. And he's shocked that his little cousin is his the only survivor of Macross Island. What a weird thing to say. Anyway, this guy is very against the military. Maybe surname will turn out to be Peacecraft. Man, I really, I really just <laughs> not a lot of, not
2: a good grammar going on in the summary. Oh yeah, it's a little What was I wrong. doing? <laughs> <laughs> to, to be honest, I don't even remember writing this and that was like three <laughs> hours ago, maybe four hours ago.
1: You saw the Blue Wind gang getting wasted and you start taking shots. Um, Kaifun finally convinces Dad Min May to let Celebrity May go back to the Macross by volunteering to take care of her. Slightly less weird than some other things said, here, but uh, let's roll with it for now. Back with Global and Misa, the big have t- sorry, uh, the BG Iwigs have decided they will not negotiate with the Zentrani or even make contact with them. This is certain to work out great for everyone on planet Earth. The even the Nine Globals request to let the 56,000 civilians off the Macross Turns out they covered up the whole giant alien attack and disappeared. Island. This is certain to work out great of... Oh, Sorry. Say f- for f- everyone. For <laughs> everyone. <laughs> great I, f- I, I should have just <laughs> hit a little spell
2: <laughs> check. Like, I've never done this bad. <laughs> What was I doing? Was I doing something else? Was I multitasking?
1: The um, so Macross is just gonna have to tough it out and make it work with that big waste. Oh, this is fucking funny, man! Fuck those guys on their way back to the Macross, Misa opens a letter from her dad asking her to leave the Macross because he is a punk ass to the crypt but Misa tears that letter right up fuck that guy that's us close out with some weird cousin fucking vibes while car listens in gross oh <laughs> uh, boy it's such a good idea to make you write these summaries <laughs> this is a this is a great extremely funny uh, good, good summary though um, except like, for like all those grammar mistakes
2: <laughs> like what is going on with me like Oh.
1: oh man, that's uh, that might be the hardest i ever ever laughed on the show. That was good. Really just a few grammar mistakes, really what we guess we got. the two the, the two bits of comedy are extremely uh twelve twelve year old cousin making jokes jokes and grammar mistakes, I guess. Uh that, that'll get you. That's that's uh, you. Okay. Um all right, go to go to mine then, I suppose. Alright, you know what? I hope I don't have any horrible mistakes in mind.
0: I mean the doc-
2: I see you in the document there. You could fix it right now in real time. views. <laughs> uh I I do not know why I didn't just like hit like spell check on this thing or something.
1: <laughs> you seem
0: legitimately quite embarrassed, which is very funny. I I you know I think uh I think uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I've, I have no excuses for my mistakes. I
1: mean, they're very minor. It's just, it's just funny. Your reaction is really what got me laughing more than the actual. Well, I mean, like they just kept coming; (laughs) like they would stop. (laughs) Okay, just read read my summary.
2: Episode fifteen: Homecoming, a far inferior title to Chinatown. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Uh, We're back on Earth. There's some brief hijinks with a replacement colonel before getting back into the thick of things by the thick of things, I mean that the Blue Wind Gang is getting high as balls off some punched, uh, punched, spiked with either Benny's, Black Beauty's, Cat, Coke, Crank, Crystal, <laughs> plate Ice... Is it Ice sl- yeah. Comma
1: Pellets? Or I, I think <laughs> it was. Yeah, it's Ice Comma Pellets. I just copy-pasted it from the DEA's website.
2: I feel like it would be Ice Pellets, but I, I don't know anything about hard drugs. Ice Pellets, are ball Skippy, Snow, Speed... Uppers or vitamin R? <laughs> what does the R stand for in vitamin R? I, that's a good question. Uh, uh, and speaking of uppers, uh, Foker and Claudia also bang off screen. Like he does. Uh, you know what? In in my version of Robotech, he does he does slap her butt. Did, did he do in yours? No, he did not. Yeah, uh, okay. but but it, it cuts off where he pulls her onto the bed, so it
1: doesn't show that. Uh, it, it just shows. It's actually this very funny cut there. Uh, it was probably the same. I assume they didn't keep the full on boobs, right?
2: Uh, no, they showed that in the poster. Yeah.
1: They show the boot. They show the boobs in yours. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, See so here. I, I I'll show you that afterwards. It's a very funny cutaway in the VHS. Like <laughs> it, it's like doing the slow pan and then immediate cutaway, uh, and then uh, you know onto the scene there. Extremely obvious. Uh, well. Uh, After
2: banging on screen, off screen, Minmay uses her newfound fame and stardom to get a personal trip, courtesy of Rick Hunter, off of the Macross to go see her family. They seem dubious of her fame and are pretty upset when she states she wants to stay on board the ship. However, here comes Kyle. Kyle. So funny. Like, like, how
1: do they go from Kaifun to Kyle. I mean, like he seems like a Kyle. Like, he seems like he's kind of a dickhead. No offense to any Kyles out there.
2: Like you know, you know, Kyles out there, we love you. I got, I got a buddy, uh, I got a buddy named Kyle that uh, I think somebody posted. Uh, uh, you can cut this out. But somebody posted an article <laughs> about the about like the, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Yeah, yeah. and I was, and I said to him, "Who the fuck is named Kyle? What kind of a name is Kyle?" And he's a my, my name is Kyle because <laughs> I, I was used to seeing him by his uh, you know, his, his username, his handle and I totally forgot his name was Kyle and I just said like like straight face, who the fuck is named Kyle? That's funny. Wow. <laughs> ah, so that He's named Kyle. However, here comes Kyle. Minmay's cousin is here. He hates war and is at least neutral positive towards the idea of banging his cousin. I, neutral positive? I don't know, man. He's like all the way there. Like he's, Mid- he's, got, he's got the condom in his pocket.
1: That's what I'm Mid-May, saying. He was being a little bit coy when he was speaking with Minme at the end, uh, which is why I put neutral to positive. Minme full on board. Oh, yeah. Minme
2: Mid-May, down. Uh, uh, I'm going to pick up on this sentence here, which I was um, about 99% positive you would write in tr- into yeah. your summary. <laughs> As they say, cousin plus fucking equals cugging. Uh, something that Rick seems all too worried about. That's math. That, I mean, that's just math. You, you can't argue with facts. That's right there. Uh-huh. One plus one equals three. Uh, Kyle convinces Minmei's parents to let her go back, and he decides to go onto the Macross 2, much to Rick's chagrin. He makes like a little face, doesn't he? He makes like a little. <laughs> he scratches his face, his little face. Pretty upset. Yeah. Meanwhile, Lisa and Henry go down to show the UN their cool clip show they made last episode. Uh, I don't know if I want to say this now I'll wait till we're done I'll wait till we're done now. Okay. Uh, the UN including Lisa's dad uh, tells them that peace talks are off the table and furthermore they've declared everyone on board the Macross dead and will use the vast amount of civilians on board to tempt the Zentradi away from the planet wow it's a good thing the UN isn't evil evil in real life huh? can all be so thankful uh was that was that on purpose the two eyes and evil? No,
1: nope, you got me that's my that's my mistake. You, boom got right. it. you <laughs> gotta move more even bang.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm on. Wow. Uh, first thing uh, I want to talk yeah. uh, mention, uh that's point on. out, super obvious.
2: The narrator in Robotalk would not shut up. Hey, he's blabbing. He is just going out every scene, he's like, Oh, and Rick Hunter is taking uh Minme. To Yokohama, Japan. Uh, have you seen this mountain? It's, it's Mount Fuji. Do you know that's in Japan? <laughs> uh, I, I think that was actually Min saying that, but he's blabbing.
1: It, it's maybe just because like there's no like action this episode, which might be the first time it's happened uh, where there's like no action whatsoever in in a full app. Mm-hmm. But like every every like
2: every single time it cuts to global and Lisa. Like that narrator is uh, explaining, they're going down this tunnel and this tunnel this tunnel is going to shoot like a colon laser, colony laser out of it. And th- this maglev train or whatever it is, you know, explaining every little thing. Uh, th- the narrator explained that their their airplane needed to get clearance to be allowed into the tunnel. Why do I need to know that? It's it's pretty obvious,
1: right? That's a whole Robotech novel about getting clearance. Uh, I, I bet it's like, the, it's like a three-volume novel. Ken, Ken Sato's return. He's uh, the
0: guy who gives out clearance for oh, airplanes.
1: Yeah. Just sitting there.
2: <laughs> just like yes, no, no. This is the guy that beat me up that one time. I don't. know. It's
1: <laughs> He's still around. Um. uh good. I-, I like this episode though. I think it was fun. Um. I, I guess here the new big thing. We'll we'll kind of just go go around to it. But Kyle slash. Uh, oh fuck! What's what's his Japanese name? Keifun. Kaifun. Kaifun? Kaifun. Uh yeah what do you think about this guy what's uh, your first impression of this fellow
2: uh, my first very first impression before he said anything when he was in those stairs uh, I would, I put it in my summary he is a beautiful motherfucker yeah uh, as soon as he opens his mouth though I don't know buddy you need to, you need to keep your hands off that girl
1: <laughs> yeah so uh, did, did you also think about like that, this is the guy our argument was about uh, all those episodes ago do you remember that
2: uh yes, yeah, I remember something. Uh, I remember being right about something.
1: We were, we were both quite wrong. Anyway, it was it was uh, the scene in an older episode where uh, Min-Mei's doing her Macross thing. It, it's it's the, it's the episode
2: where she wins the jet that she that they use in this episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, she's asked a question about her uh, her cousin, and you thought she was uh, referring to to Rick. Because she could have been referring to the younger cousin. And Mm -hmm. I was like, no, there's another cousin. It's this guy. And now you can see they have a very close relationship. Ah, like too close. Too close. Yes. And uh, he's he's an asshole. Um, There's some kind of a political maneuver, as the the range-touched guys would would say. Uh, There's a little maneuver going on here in regards to how they're communicating uh, this anti-war sentiment uh, this is this the first character we've really seen that's anti-war, aside from maybe Rick in the beginning? No, no, no. Like the
2: Mises boyfriend uh in the Bye bye Mars episode was like explicitly like he he went to Mars because there was like no battles going on there. Oh yeah, but
1: he's dead. Who cares? For his first character that doesn't that, that matters. Oh, that's also voiced
2: that. by the same guy. So I guess. Oh.
1: Yeah. Uh, did, did you see the next episode preview for other these?
2: Uh I saw the one for Macross.
1: Okay. The the Robotech once is explicitly like, hey, uh our, it makes like a big connection between him and uh the, the boyfriend. Um, what? So gonna be yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> uh yeah, so we'll we'll see we'll see a little bit more of, of that next episode. I think it's intentional the, wow, the similarities the, you're picking up on.
2: Mac uh Robotech narrator just like keeps keeps giving away the next episodes. Come on, guys. Yeah,
1: yeah, he, he spoils it. But, uh, so he, but, uh, he's, uh, he's a big, like, anti-war guy in a way that's presented, I think, pretty negatively. Um, and he is a huge asshole about it. Um, and and, you know, like, I think, I think it's pretty obvious that, uh, me and Manny and, uh, most certainly all of our listeners are not pro-war. Um, especially, you know, we're not, not militaristic. I do not support those those policies in, in any way whatsoever, but, uh, you know, except for it's like a, a cool revolution or something, of course. But um, in you know, in, in the ways of which uh, Kyle is anti-war is is in the ways of like anti you know, the establishment military. And the interesting thing is is that for these shows and like this episode in particular, the establishment that he's against is like obviously quite evil. Yeah, like
2: they they like it cuts back and forth between him being anti-establishment. And explicitly showing the ex- establishment being shit.
1: Yes. And, you know, part of it it is like making a sort of obvious, like, well, you know, you can't really blame your your average shul- soldier for going around doing soldier stuff, um, which, you know, Kyle is doing. And, you know, obviously in the structure and framework of, of the story and plot, uh, it makes a lot of sense to join the military if you live on a ship that is a military ship that is being attacked by uh, enemies constantly, you know?
2: Like yeah so for like a whole
1: year non stop, right? Yes, yeah. So that's that's not a typical thing. Although, uh, the innovation war seemed like really fucked up, um, from, from what we, we understand of, of the backstory there. Uh, that, that being said, he's uh not portrayed very, very positively. What uh, do you do you make anything about, about that? Um,
2: uh, I think he is a pompous, pretentious asshole for now, and uh, yeah, like I'm like from here on, like I, I don't know how they go about fully redeeming him from this little introduction.
1: Yeah, uh, to, to be clear, like the, the quips he gets in are it's a very awkward conversation. Uh, when he's like, hey, this, hey parents and cousin, uh, this guy is uh, Rikaru, he saved my life. And uh, he, like, I think
2: she introduces him with his rank, which is
1: what sets the uh, Kyle that, off. That makes sense, yeah. But uh, you introduce him and, and he's like, huh. So you you saved her, huh? But I mean, that doesn't really mean anything. The military is supposed to save people. She's like, no, I actually was like even in the military. And instead of like saying like, oh, damn, sorry, he, he says, huh? Well, in that case, why'd you fucking join the military then? You fucking dickhead. The military sucks.
2: Yeah, like yeah. I, I think one of the versions is like, what's so what's so good about the military, huh?
1: <laughs> and and, and uh, Rick, who has no thoughts in his head whatsoever about the military, just kind of like right, he, oh, does, what? he doesn't answer at all, right? Yeah, I mean Rick, Rick I don't think like Rick actually cares about the military so much as he just like likes maybe having something to do and like some respect, I guess. Like he, he throws away his medal. He just gives it to Minmei. You know? Yeah. It's like not a meaningful part to him.
2: No, he, you know, like, homeboy just wants to fly some planes.
1: Yes. Uh and, and to be clear, I mean I think you know, obviously he's a little bit offended that he's being um that Kaifun is being such a big dick to him for no reason, but he's much more offended that He's uh, budging in on the mid-May stuff yeah. than anything else. I don't, I don't think he's like a defender of, of the military, uh, but it is interesting uh, those two character interactions there. And uh, something something that basically stays the same throughout both um, both both versions here. Uh, but you're kind of let's. Uh, do you have anything more to say about him, or should we just like loop loop back around?
2: Uh, I'm not sure we'll say more, but yeah, yeah, that's pretty, pretty much it for him. Um,
1: so quick quick thing. In the beginning, I and, and tell me if this was not on yours. So I, I wrote down like like a small child, uh cowboys and fortune telling because those are two things that happened in the big party, mm-hmm. and then Robotech gets rid of both of those little shots. Uh, I, I, I double check, at least on mine that I because I was I was so surprised that they got rid of them. And the weird thing is so there, there's like three shots. It's like cowboys fortune telling, and then like a, a Japanese like devil. Costume that someone's wearing,
0: yeah, like uh, around. around,
1: yeah. And for some reason, that's the one that Robotech keeps. So I thought it was really weird that like the most Japan centric one is not the one that gets cut. No, the, the, that's that's in my version, so I,
2: I didn't even take notice of it. Uh, oh, the the, the, cow, the
1: cowboy and fortune teller,
2: the cowboy, the fortune teller, and then the couple making up.
1: Okay, let me let me double check right now. So I'll be I'll be a fool, you um, know, doing it live right. action checking. Okay, so getting to the the thing. Okay, I'll, I'll scribe each shot as it happens. The, the viewer could be here. Fireworks. There are fireworks happening. Zoom in on the party. It's still zooming in. There's a the little devil guy. He's he's going, raw. There's a uh, little more fireworks. Cuts to the mayor. Hashtag That's correction. Up. Hashtag
2: correction. Oh, you're are right. you wrong? Okay. Yes. I was looking at the Macross
1: episode. Oh, lol. <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, uh, it, I don't know, it's like a very small change, but just odd. odd yeah, just, I, I think Like they're not long. It's just like shots, too. I like, get when you take the boobs out, but the Cowboys? Come
0: on.
2: Uh, that's not the only thing that they took out from this episode, but they, this is such a small thing to take out, right? Yeah. Such a
1: weird... Like, Why would you take that out? Yeah, yeah. Very strange. At least leave the Cowboys. Come on. Yes. Um. So my, my joke in my summary about the uppers was... Uh, so obviously, uh, they took out all the bits with alcohol in Robotech about them getting wasted. You know, it, it doesn't really work too well. They still have like the drunk looks on their faces, like they're really blushed and like they're like the drunk yelling. Uh, but they just like add dialogue that would, would fit in there. Oh, I, I think it's what it, it is funny that they mention, uh, the punch that they're drinking now instead of beer is apparently like makes them hyped up, which I thought, like, you know, it's, they're putting some, some shit
0: in there. Uh-huh.
2: So, so do you think, do you think that it's actually punch and that's the reaction it has on Centrotti or do you think it's just beer and
1: somebody told him, Hey, it's punch. I mean, punch is frequently alcoholic. So it could, it could be both. It could be actually punch. They're the, the stuff that. Like I think like the term spiked punch is like thinking of like high school events or like events, like where you're trying to sneak in alcohol. But um, a lot of times, like historically I watched an episode of good eats about this. Uh, punch is, is like a very alcoholic beverage. Uh but that would be like in, in like communal punch, right? Where you where you have the
2: you know the the little ladle you're scooping the punch into your own glass.
0: Yeah, glass yeah. punch that's uh spiked. Yes.
1: Um I, what, what's the thing he says at the end? Uh, one of the guys what's I guess I have their names up here for a reason. Uh Lolly Dozel. Uh, I guess his Robotech name is uh, Rico, yeah. So Rico, he's like pretending to be happy about everyone arriving. When said he's just in in the original Macross, he's just shouting like, "Yeah, um, fuck it, we're gonna take the day off because I'm yeah, so we're, fucking drunk."
2: We're, uh, I think uh, in the Macross dub, he says, "We're we're on shore leave or something like that."
1: <laughs> and uh, in Robotech said he says uh, like he's pretending to have fun by saying, "I am so happy to be back on Earth." I'm not a perfectly normal human.
0: Why aren't you two making noise like the rest of these people? Now pretend it's fun. Yeah, we finally made it back. We're home again.
1: I love perfectly normal humans. Let's see. And anything else about... Oh, yeah, there, there's a whole thing. Um, there's a big change here in the Colonel replacement guy. Uh, he's an asshole in Robotech. Uh, yes, but, but he gets his comeuppance, right?
2: Or like a tiny little bit of comeuppance.
1: Yes. Especially he, like
2: with the, the mood that the music is setting.
1: Yeah. The the mood in Macross for him is very much just like it's an awkward situation. He seems to like not really be, know what he's doing, but he's not rude. He's just like making uh, some mistakes over and over again, and everyone's kind of treating him like he's uh, a big doofus. In uh, Robo- I think, X- I think
2: it's, it's because it's the same mistakes that Global made in the first episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's he's smoking and hitting his, his head on that classic uh, fuck ups, and Robotech. He's just like a huge asshole. He comes in, he's like, huh, "I'm going to turn this place in this tip, tip top shape around here," and then he fucks up. It's like kind of a, a comedy bit. And I think it works. It's funny. Yeah, I get it. Yeah,
2: it's it's like it's like Jellico showing up on the on the Enterprise D, except that uh, you know Riker was right this time.
1: And we can legally talk about Star Trek now. The strikes over.
2: It's cool, huh? Oh, yeah,
1: I mean off the stop her. we can talk about Star Trek all we want.
2: well, we could do like two hours right now. let's go
1: uh all right, conversation topic one what would Michael Burnham, what... let's go. <laughs> what if we made Jellicoe jelly shots? Would that be cool uh, would
2: would we do like three shift or four shift rotation?
1: <laughs> oh, that's good all right. All, right. all right I think that's that's you hit the logical limit of oh. how funny that joke could go. Um. Okay, so let's see. Uh, so we, yeah, that, that scene happens. We're uh, done to the party. Uh, they go into Chinatown. There's a there's a cute little date.
2: Uh, hold on, I got I have here yeah. uh, a note for Min May, uh when she's riding in the car. Uh, when she says, when she's like overwhelmed, not overwhelmed, but like the car is swamped by fans. Oh yeah, and she says, oh, this I guess this is the price for fame
1: yeah yeah i think i think i wrote the line in robotech because that was so funny i'm just like uh, my note here is just like show the fuck out girl come on <laughs> take it easy she she says uh like very what's actually funny about it is that like so so of this episode especially in, in robotech you know, like a very childish act of uh, a very she like gets like very ponderous and like self-reflecting and says
0: yes i suppose these mobs are part of the price one must pay for fame
1: uh, and I, I thought that was funny as hell. That was really oh, yeah, I, I paused and laughed at that. It um, okay. oh, also you small, small change there. Yeah, I, I ahead, was go. laughing so much. That's why there's misspellings in my <laughs> uh The agent is weird too. So now he it he used to be in the original scene up for, uh, we didn't even mention the save of our, our summaries, but there's a Minmay's agent is there. And as they're leading, uh, the agent goes up to, um, like the plane, and and, and Macross, he's like kind of yelling at Minmay like, "Hey, you gotta be sure you're doing your shit. You know, make sure you're coming back on time." And Minmay's like, "Yeah, I, I got it, dude. I'm not an amateur. I'm a professional." In uh, Robotech, he's yelling at Rick instead. He's he's giving him like a third degree about keeping her safe. Yeah, he's like, "What's
2: your name, son? Better get her back home safe." Yeah, he really mail mail Karen's it. Yeah. They cut out a lot of Max and Ben uh, in, in, you know, uh, providing escort. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, them just teasing, teasing Rick, or I guess Hikaru, like uh, in, in, Macross, in the Macross dub, uh, I guess Kakizaki does like a big old belly laugh that's very fun. Like, uh, I'll send it to you and you can plug it in here. I, I, don't, like to, I don't like to plug in the,
1: the plug the dub too much, but that belly laugh. Deserve it. #Hashtag plug the dub, plug the dub. Yeah, uh, there, there's a little date scene oh, that's cute. Uh, what what did you think of Rikaru uh, getting mad at Midmay for for dancing?
2: That was weird, right? Just let her have fun. Let her let her hang out. Yeah, like let her let her do her thing. Let her enjoy that ocean breeze and and shake
1: it all about. Like I think in the context of like you just got back from Earth after being on a spaceship that's being under constant alien attack for an entire year, I think you can chill out and let a let a girl dance for a sec, right? Yeah, he's just like Midmay. Everybody's watching. Qu- quit it. And no. that's after he's nicer. Yeah, uh, that, that's uh, the Midmay line. In this episode is that she's like, oh, you know, you're you're a lot nicer this episode than you were. She doesn't <laughs> say episode. She's you're a lot nicer than you used to be. He's like, oh shucks, am I? Not anymore. Yeah, it's kind but of a I, dick move. That didn't last. Uh, I, I,
2: just, I always laugh when, in like dubs of things, they point out things that would be obvious, like, like when, when uh, Hikaru points to uh, to Mount Fuji, in in Macross, Minmay just looks at it, but in Robotech, Minmay's like, <laughs> oh wow, it's Mount Fuji. <laughs> like that kind of voice always gets me. Americans don't know about it. They have to tell them. No, but like not even that. Like uh in remember when I told you uh I watched what was it I watched Spirited Away recently? Yes. Yep. And there's a scene where uh where she looks at, at the stable where her pigified parents are being kept in. And in in the in the Japanese, she just stares at it and you know what she's thinking. And in the dub, she's like she pretty much said, says, like, oh, that's the pen where my pigified parents are being kept at. Like pretty much
1: that was the line she said slightly like, related did you see the trailer for the new uh ghibli movie like with a hair on uh i did not robert Pattison is the the bird in that and he's doing a very funny voice it's very good oh if if you're listening is to it me, a star, Scream, that. star screen voice no it's uh it's like a, eh, i'm a bird sort of thing that sounds almost exactly like like the star screen you did earlier <laughs> that's not that's no, hey, I'm a bird. And that's very different from Megatron. Like it's very. That's like nine day. I think.
2: All right. All right.
1: I, I don't. I don't know if either of those are good. But they're I very mean,
2: different. they both sound like your Picard.
1: So. Hmm. <laughs> Megatron. That's it. That's, that's your Picard. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I love you, Megatron. If If only
0: you were my cousin. <laughs> uh, his cousin's died in fire. Come on. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, he didn't really care about it. It's fine. What else
1: uh, we got? Okay. Well, they they get back
0: uh, to
1: to Chinatown. They have a big argument with with the parents. Uh, um, another thing they cut out there.
2: Yeah. Uh, the the like random guy working at, at the Chinese restaurant when he sees Min Mei, he like slaps his face. <laughs> yeah, he freaks out. He doesn't do it in Robotech. That's ah, a shame.
0: So uh, that's uh, a, good, during...
1: that's a little bit. During the conversation too, there's a, a weird line change where, in Macross, that the dad talks about, uh, well, you know, why don't you like settle down and, and marry my my daughter Minmei? And Rick gets all fl- flustered and he's like, "Hey, like, we're not like that." And in Robotech, they change that completely uh, to be,
2: um, yeah, like, what's your opinion on on this whole situation, son? Instead <laughs> yeah. of like him just offering her up to him. Minmay's like he doesn't get a fucking opinion, dude. He's 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 not part of this family. Yeah, that that was a good Minmaid
1: line <laughs> right there. Like, you know, this is about me. I'm the one making the choice here. Come on. Oh, yeah, there's another really good Robotech Minmaid line uh, a little bit before uh, where you know, like, oh, I thought I thought you they you'd been taken away, and she says, well, I was, but they brought me back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then you we know, get all that Kyle stuff. Um, uh, and then uh, I mean, do you have anything else to say about the? the whole Chinatown, a uh, family bit part of it. Do you, I mean, do you feel, how do you feel about their parents? I mean, like interactions of not wanting to let their daughter go back into the, the macross. I, I think,
2: I think it's perfectly understandable. Cause she's like 16 years old. They think she's been dead for like a whole year. Like, I think it's understandable that they want to keep her there with them. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if the dad should be like, uh, Pushing Min Mei onto Hikaru or anything like that, but it's understandable that they want her there with them.
1: Yes, that's that's weird. Oh yeah, I almost almost went past it. But uh, you mentioned your summary a bit about uh, comfort woman. Could you explain the context of that?
2: Uh yes, it's when the the dad was very very angry, did not want Min Mei to go back to her celebrity career. That they don't quite understand what is going on. Like they don't even believe her. Mm-hmm right like, like are you still talking about that that nonsense uh and the dad interprets it as as her just being almost a comfort woman for oh, for the soldiers
1: a loaded a loaded term. very
2: loaded term
1: yes especially especially
2: for for chinese people
1: in, yeah. in in japan right yes 100% like you know something clear that they're working with intentionally there uh, I, I think probably most people listening to this know what comfort women are, but could could you maybe uh, explain, uh, like, not a, a large amount, but like what what is uh, a comfort woman in, in the historical context of World War II? Uh, I mean, just women that were,
2: uh, you know, against their choice or maybe had no other choice, forced to to uh... forced
0: into prostitution, basically. Yes. 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 Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, forcing like, prostitutions
2: specifically for for uh, members of the Japanese army. Yes, most of the time. Um,
1: and yeah. like even that is is almost like making it sound a little better than it was. It was extremely fucked up thing. Like those like um, like the Chinese were, were very much uh, like not even second class citizens at that point. They were um, you know notoriously the victims of a lot of uh, oppression and, and animosity happening there uh and, and the abuses that the comfort woman would face were uh horrible and, and gigantic. Uh and, and in some ways continues to this day because like it like the idea of comfort woman in Japan is still a somewhat controversial one. There's a lot of people who are like Comfort Woman deniers out there that are um, you know big Japanese militaristic nationalistic guys. Oh yeah um,
2: like they 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 they're big Japan did nothing wrong people,
1: right? Yes, yes. So that's that's like still out there in a major way. There's like I I I can't say uh, like what percentage of it? But like, I think a fairly sizable portion of of the government, if I recall, like, d- d- uh, has not spoken up about like the, the whole, how horrible that time was for uh, for the Chinese people for, for comfort women, which um, is just as cowardly as denying. Yes, yes, very much.
2: And uh, um, and yeah. I think the that kind of stuff went on in pretty much like all like Japanese occupied territories during that war, right?
1: Right, and I, not, I think not just
2: China or or, or Korea, of course.
1: And I, I think I don't like the usage of it in the show very much. Um, I think it is for for the context in which it appears in the show, it is said very lightly, right? Like, yeah, um, like I think like it's pretty. Even if it was just like. What, are you becoming a, if you're telling your 16-year-old daughter you're becoming a prostitute for these people, that's pretty fucked up, right? That's that's up there. That's a weird fucked up thing to say. Uh, but I think like adding the comfort woman just kind of seems like like from the, the writer's point of view, you know, like, hey, these guys are Chinese, uh, so it fits there uh, as like a an easy fit, I think is uh, very short-sighted and not cool. Um I guess the only
2: thing I can Compliment is that they acknowledge that the term exists. I don't know. Is I, that something?
1: I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think that's
2: because there's there's people that'll just like uh, no 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 such thing that doesn't exist. You're lying. Never happened. Yeah, also,
1: uh, I mean, it's it's like partly playing for a joke too. Midmay's response yes. to that is to say, "Talk about old-fashioned. What the fuck?" Uh, it's the whole weird exchange. uh, yeah uh extremely extremely bad um uh, big macross l fall, falling down the escape hatch and, and breaking your ribs from macross uh, and of course they don't translate that into because that would be fucking insane if they did uh macross. they
2: also don't keep that in the macross dub
1: <laughs> yeah smart you should yeah. have. yep it's it's a terrible terrible line uh that is like badly like even like it, it we'd be talking about this if it was like just prostitution but like being the comfort one thing uh so much worse um
0: yeah.
2: Um, I, I think the that the dad just says, Oh, you're just entertaining soldiers.
1: Yeah, yeah. <sighs> but that's, that's just all you need to have to say. Yeah. Um anyway, um moving on for a bit. Uh um let's move on to the UN bit. Uh, so yeah, you know, that, that's,
2: that's the real meat of this episode, isn't it?
1: Yes. Uh and there's a there's some very good Robotech Macross differences here too that I think are funny. So, you know, they're rolling up to the The big UN meeting, along with uh, Lisa's dad, is like—is he the head of the UN? What's his deal? Uh, no, a, I
2: think they're like part of a council. They're the heads. It. Right. That's why they all wear the same uniform without ranks on them. Yeah.
1: So the uh, big difference that I don't really think is for a reason, but I do think it's it's funny. In Matt Cross, a big point is made, and I don't know if we're—I don't think we're supposed to take this as the truth, but at least the UN saying it is. The UN says, like, hey your report is, like, really shit. Right? I think the narrator says that, right? It's like the, the narrator says, like, in Macross that they aren't prepared for um, how incomplete their report will be or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess it's the narrator's saying it has a little bit more truth, I suppose. But apparently their report kind of sucks. Like, they watch the clip show, they do not have a good time, and they insult a number of the the bits of their report. They don't only like get into it, which would have been a little interesting. I guess we already had a whole episode about the report um you know quick aside by the way before we we get to the the thing there but marco the last episode had been like a cool thing uh, a cool clip show where like you're you're you know like at the un meeting and people are calling you out yeah like i I had that exact
2: same thought like like it's it's the perfect framing for the clip show not not
1: global sitting down like making a log like the stargate episode i think it's just called politics yeah that's a good episode. I I'm not a Stargate guy, and it's weird that I have like a fondness for the clip show, but I really like that episode quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, they should have done that. They should have made a Star, Stargate clip show like that.
2: Yeah, just, just frame it as actually giving the report to the UN Council.
0: Yes, uh, and anyway. then,
1: them and them arguing points here and there. That's what you need. Yes, that's that's good. You know, nothing expensive to anime, just like a bunch of dudes yelling on a screen. Uh, but. Anyhow, I need to go back. So, so the point is Macross, very efficient, very, uh, or sorry, very shit report and Robotech. They make a really like big, noticeable point. Like on the way there, uh, Lisa and the captain are like, you know, I think we're, we have a really great report. I think they're going to really love our report. Our report is so cool. It's so good. And you know what? They get to, <laughs> they get there and the one's like, Hey, listen, your report pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Your report's fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand that that choice, uh, but it is very funny. I, I do love when Robotech makes large sweeping changes to a seed for no reason,
2: um, but but then pretty much similar outcome anyway. Yes, yeah. So then, hey, listen,
1: this is a great report. Uh, we're going to do all the evil things we're going to do anyway. Sorry, uh, I forget which which one it was, but. But
2: one of one of the, one of the uh, UN council guys was was like, uh, "We uh, we find your report to be uh, pretty much acceptable," <laughs> but also fuck you guys. And that was like almost pretty much what he said. I just, yeah. I just had to be like, come on, guy. Yeah, it was a blonde guy. It was a blonde guy. That's all I remember. Yeah,
1: and so so they they, they say the super 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 evil shit with uh, they're going to have like turn the macross into a big fleshy balloon. For the Centuradi to go bat around with, uh, so they 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 could be distracted. That's Uh, going to work out great, isn't it? I'm
2: I'm sure it's a perfect plan. Nothing could go wrong.
1: Eh, Sure, it's fine. They 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 they,
2: they, they're they're like, no, we think they're going to go after the Macross Earth is going to be fine. Nothing's going to happen. Champagne all around. You think something bad's going to happen to the Earth?
1: I I didn't before, but now I do. After these UN, UN guys are it, the, the power of the UN is to plant a death flag on an entire planet. Yeah, usually reserved for a person by person basis. Um, maybe, maybe the the commander's mad that they watched the clip show. I would be mad. I don't know if I kill fifty six thousand people, mad, but I'd be mad. Um, what else? Uh, what happened to being two
2: years? That just went away. It's it's one year now. It's I twelve think- and a half months. Oh, Robotech? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> like, like, just, like, Misa explicitly says 12 and a half months. Or Lisa.
1: Carl Masek, may you rise from the grave and face our continuity snarls head on. Uh, so, uh, big,
2: big cover-up, huh? Big conspiracy.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They say they straight up that they... Like, took control of the media of the entire Earth.
2: Yep. Of the entire fucking Earth. Hey, this island disappeared. It was not aliens. No such thing as aliens. You guys are weird. It was terrorists. Terrorists. Come on.
1: Can you imagine if the UN was even a quarter as competent to, to pull this off? Oof. I mean, I can't. I can't imagine that. That's just not a thing that
2: they could probably do at all. But, oof. Oof. Oof.
1: Yeah. Uh, apparently, if one thing that all media can agree on here in in this uh, Robotech Macross framework is that uh, the military is very, very good at propaganda. Uh, that they're like they, I, it is an interesting bit. It's like the UN is so good at propaganda that maybe you almost just get the impression that the people on board the ship, like some of those people are just going to be so well trained in propaganda that it's like part of like their basic, you know um way in which to handle issues so, like they're on the ship they're like you know what i like we have a whole pr department that's set up to handle propaganda and making sure our civilians are sated just because it's like such natural dream yeah, yeah right. we, so we, we're gonna we have are. that built in
2: we have like multiple instances of mass cover-ups at this point so that's yes. just that's just how it is
1: yeah, so it is so commonplace um yeah, a small small henry bruno moment hashtag henry bruno moment uh Hothead Henry is
0: a lot more intense when he objects. Uh he's like this is just unrelated but Bruno yeah. has
2: very weird and like darting eyes this episode I don't, I don't know if you caught that, <laughs> but his eyes are like darting around everywhere like so, uh, like in 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 the scene where he was with with Misa in like the little train or elevator or whatever it was like he at one point he just stops and like his eyes are like Bobbing around? It's weird. I don't know. He
1: hasn't smoked in a year and a half, dude.
2: Oh, oh shit, yeah. He's he's yeah. Just, he's hankering. He's got he's got the he's got the shakes. His, his
1: little that Robotech punch. He's taking some uppers. <laughs> he's taking some vitamin Oh yeah, yeah. Vitamin R, by the way. Um according to Wikipedia. So it, it's it's uh, meth methyl Oh god, it's embarrassing. Uh let's try that one more time from the top. Methyl Phenidate, also known as Ritalin or Vitamin R. That's what vitamin R is. Ritalin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I probably uh, should have said Ritalin and not try to embarrass myself.
2: Yeah.
1: You mean you could still you could still make it happen. You have the power. I have the power. We'll see. Anyway, uh, yeah. What are your uh, do you have any individual notes left? Uh let's see here. Uh, way more narrator.
2: Uh there's a weird addition into the list of stuff that Minmay is is doing, yeah, like like well, yeah. Uh, like a movie, TV appearance, uh, record, but in Robotech, Minmay also has a play she's doing.
1: I don't know, it just it was very funny that they just added that. Like, oh, I'm going to be in a play, Rick. She's going to do the play that we did last episode. Uh she's she's going to be global. <laughs> she can do both. She's famous enough for both. Oh yeah, yeah, she's got the voice. Yeah, how, like, it, there's really no, no one sees the Macross land? That's crazy. It seems like someone will notice. Uh, yeah, I
2: mean, it is kind of, like, off Big. in the ocean and and yeah. in Alaska. So, you know, there's some excuse there, but there's people in Alaska, man. Come on.
1: Uh, you know, speaking of making fun of Alaska for no reason, that's one change you did in Robotech at the very beginning. Claudia in Macross, uh, the the Bridge Bunny trio all wants to go over there, like, off the ship. Like Claudia's like, you know, it's like a boring UN conference, right? You don't really want to go over there. But in Robotech, she's like, you know, Alaska sucks, right? You don't yeah, really want to go over there. It's cold. It's, it's fucking Alaska, man. Come on. Have you, have you heard of it? It's cold. Pitbull um, coming over down to do his Alaska concert.
2: I feel like they changed something else there. I think, uh, I, I think, I think, like, Sammy Shammy asked her, hey, are you going to the festival?
0: In in, in macros, yeah. does she know? And, and I think she does in the Robotech. Oh, she says like, "Oh, maybe who knows?"
1: Uh, I don't. I don't remember if that was a difference possible. Uh, anyway, it seems like we've we've we maybe hit the, the bottom of, of the. Oh yeah, we got, we got nothing going on at this yeah. point. Yeah. Well, I you mean, know, uh, broad broad thoughts.
0: What did you think of this episode? Uh, I I think it's it's. One of the
2: more fun episodes that we've had in a while. I think the last time we had a fun episode was was maybe uh, the oh, I can't even think about it. Maybe like the the Minmay singing in space episode. <laughs> you mean fun fun as watching or in this, fun this fun episode? as uh, watching like just fun stuff going on uh, here and there. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna say this is the, the most fun episode we've had so wow. far.
1: Oh, wow, good.
0: I'm good not
2: gonna say there. I'm not gonna say it's it's the best episode, or the one I've liked the most, but the, you know, there's more more
1: fun going on. Yeah, there's, there's some good bits in here. I really enjoyed it. There, I mean, very interesting. Like the, the UN saying all those horrible things is got like a big gasp out of me. It was pretty surprising and powerful. uh typhoon uh, showing up. You know, I I have once again the uh, burden of knowledge on me about how that you know, what happens with that guy. Oh, uh, inspires uh, powerful feelings in me.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> is, uh, I, I just, just checked on, on the difference I was talking about.
0: Where, yeah, oh, where, where
2: in, in Macross, Sammy asks her, hey, are you going down to the festival? Uh, but in Robotech, Sammy asks her, hey, uh, why don't you come back later and check it on the bridge to make sure it's still here? Because <laughs> this captain,
1: I don't know about this guy. Poor guy. Poor captain. Really murdered by the yeah, yeah like, like if, if Sammy is ripping you we, we got you got problems buddy. Uh, I, I do want to see more more Sammy soon. It's great. Uh, yeah, more Mar broad thoughts. Uh, um, I think like sets up a lot of cool things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kyle. I mean, yeah, not not too much to say about Kyle. I, I do want to keep you know taking a look at his how his anti-war stuff comes in. Uh 'cause yeah. I, like obviously like when you present like an asshole anti-war character to show the zentradi you're probably trying to do some sort of maneuver there in regards to having you compare and contrast like oh here's what too much war looks like but here's what not enough war looks like and really aren't both bad i don't know i'm not saying that Macross is going to be super centrist about this but i think it's asking you to engage with those ideas about war in in that way with those uh Different characters there, so that, that's cool. I think I think just adding a lot of interesting things to the pile with the UN and with with typhoon Kaifun and not so I don't and the the stuff with the cousin thing is weird, but it is there. I guess.
2: I mean, <laughs> you can't deny that it is there. It is there. We saw it. We were there.
1: It yeah, we there. smelled it. Ugh, Rick, God. Rick saw all those puddles in his in the back of his plane from when they're making out. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, that's about it for today. Next time, well, tomorrow, we're going to go. Th- Manny, got any Thanksgiving plans? Uh, yes, work. Uh, cool.
2: Uh, my, one of my coworkers is like, said, Hey, Manny, I'm going to be sick tomorrow. Can you come cover?
1: <laughs> I think he's like just going to Thanksgiving dinner and just lied.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%.
1: I feel like you just could have said, "Like I wanted to go to Thanksgiving dinner," and you would have done that, right?
2: Yeah, like I, one hundred percent, I would have done that too. I would have been fine.
1: Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm doing. Like, I,
2: I think, I think he knew that I knew that he was lying, but it's just the thing he does. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, that's just how it is. That's how it's going to keep going.
0: Yeah. And
2: then, and I, then, and then, in the next text, he's like, uh, "Also, can
1: you can you like help me set up a Plex server?"
2: It <laughs> was a very, very weird
1: uh, chain of text there. My life is so much easier now that I've stopped trying to care about Flex. But like, like the idea of it is like, oh, what if I could have like a Netflix streaming app? But like for me, but then it's it's just like, what if putting every single thing in there was the most annoying thing you could ever do in your life?
2: Uh, yes, uh, a lot of it is automated now, especially like if you have it. You know what? Don't worry about it. We're we're fine. We're fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. We we don't need to get into it. Um, but I will get into. Next episode, we will be covering uh, the comic book, Marks to uh, Manny's Chagrin, just like Rick, uh, Robotech Vermillion. Let me go ahead and look up. Uh, so, this is four issues. Uh, I don't know. Here, let me let me quickly see how long they are. It says here.
0: Uh, does it? Does it say? Okay, well, let's.
2: I'm going to say like 30 pages each, something like that.
0: But you, know, you think okay I mean should we just do
1: um should, should we do two or should we just do all, all four next time Uh it,
2: it depends on how the first issue is but I think we can do all four Uh
1: okay um, all right
2: Unless well, unless there's some some deep meaty
1: stuff going on in there but I don't I don't I don't see that happening Right yeah so we we'll be covering Robotech Vermilion uh that is set very close to where these episodes are in in the the time frame there uh, by uh, Duck, Duck Tran is the, the writer. Um, does not have a Wikipedia article, I, I do not think. Uh, it looks very ugly, by the way. I will say that. It looks very ugly. Uh, if you want to read along with us, you can find a way. Um, and uh, maybe it'll be an emergency thing. Next time we'll come, we'll say, oh, we only read two. We're sorry. So if, if you did read all four and you're sad, uh, I'm sorry. We deserve your anger. But uh, you also... Deserve our love. Maybe you got any final words for the audience before? I mean, were there, were they are going to hear this after Thanksgiving. Well, well, it's, I don't know. Say I have a holiday. Uh, thing, Feliz
2: a dia de Pascua. What does that mean?
1: Uh, Happy Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. You, you heard him. And hear me. Hear me loud and proud. When I say, I love you. You love me? I have
2: your cousins. yes. <laughs>
1: Cucking Cousins, Cucking Cousins,
2: Cucking Cousins, Cucking Cousins. cousins.
1: Do You Remember Robotech is hosted by me, Shane, and my good friend, Manny. The intro music is arranged by me, sampling the Macross opening, a Robotech commercial, and Lifelike by Alexi Action. The podcast art is arranged by Manny, with the logo in particular made by Glory Designs. Our ending music is a mashup
0: of My Boyfriend is a Pilot and My Time to be a Star, arranged by Joshua Collin.